I'm queen, whatever I wanna be. We should call it, we should open up a business and call it Water World, and it's just different kinds of water. <laughs> People have tried, you know, the stoner's dream. Oh, if there's only a place that had milk and cereal. <laughs> and then there's been yeah. places that try that and they don't work. Mm-mm. Because you're not making anything special and going Do somewhere. they make their own like fruity pebbles the at one, least in the back? No. I think if you're going to make it work, you need to make something that you can't get at the store for a cheaper yeah. price. You can't call them fruity pebbles. You have to call them like fruit stones. <laughs> Little rocks of what's a synonym for fruit? Fruit? Nature's candy. <laughs> Little rocks of nature's candy. <laughs> Every time I eat grapes that are really sweet, and I'm like, how are these so sweet? I think nature's candy. It's delivered like that every time. Nature's candy. Yes. <laughs> nature's candy. Oh, I wrote down <laughs> sweaters, jackets, hoodies, sweatshirts, coats, pullovers. <laughs> I think that a lot of people have differing opinions on what makes a hoodie versus what makes a jacket, what no. makes a sweatshirt. No. Yes. No. No. Yes. A hoodie. Travis very... and I fight about it all the time. A hoodie's very clear cut. Yep, what is it? It's got a hood. Okay, but does it zip? Yes, it can zip. That it. is no longer a hoodie. And it can be a pullover. It can be either. A hoodie does not have a zipper. Yes, a hoodie it does. has a nope. That's a jacket. That's not a jacket. Yes, see what I mean? It's the material that's also made out of. The material matters. Oh, so you you're basing it all on material? I'm see, okay, we can't talk about this now because this is a topic. I'm saying if it's some kind of zip up rainproof coat with a with a hoodie then it is a jacket but the material the hoodie material is very specific it's like that sweatshirt material what's the difference between a sweatshirt and a sweater knit <laughs> just like I said, knit. that's what it is it's the knit sorry i'm eating some m&ms which i know is i'm annoying jealous because if we want to keep this in the beginning of the show people are going to hate me i wish there were raisins with it ew <laughs> nature's candy nature's candy <laughs> nature's throwaway candy that nobody likes except for autumn and a lot like of other raisins. people i hate them i'll eat a box of raisins Blech. oatmeal cookies with raisins bring it on i'm not disappointed Blech. <laughs> is that that's eventually going to be real that's going to be your real old man noise you're still in new york some kid is doing something you hate on the subway and you won't even say anything to them you'll just make that noise Blech. i'll never like, leave the city my mom was trying to diagnose you yesterday. As what? <laughs> she said, um, well, she gets sad when she listens to some things that you feel. <laughs> yeah, it seems to be a common reaction. I don't, yeah. I don't need people to get sad. I just present them as they are. Right. And that makes her sad. And uh, she said that you're self-centered. And I was like, I don't think it's self-centered. I mean, there's truth to that. As I've said before, when you're neurotic, it becomes about you. But it's different than other people who are self-centered. There are other people who are self-centered that feel like entitled. And she, I think she was thinking of it because you think that people are watching what you're doing and caring that you're doing something or judging your, you like you might judge them. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of self-centered, I guess. No, but when is. I think of someone who's self-centered, I think of somebody different that's like, you know, thinks they're too important. I mean, I think the only thing about her saying that that bothers me is uh, the fact it's that noticeable because I've worked hard to not be as so involved with myself and not make everything about myself. I'm failing. In different interactions, you probably are hiding it better. 
but we're it's like, not hiding it. Like I'm just trying to be more aware of it. I think on the show, obviously, it's going to come out on, on the podcast. It's going to come out a bit more because we're talking about well ourselves and experiences and thoughts. Yeah, I wouldn't call you self-centered. <clears throat> I disagreed with her. I mean, I, again, she's not completely wrong. Right. If you want to draw a distinction between what self-centered <clears throat> means and just being self-involved, sure. But no, that's what happens. When you're neurotic, you think things happen. And you're like, oh, well, how does this affect me? How is this applying to me? It just becomes about you because you overthink things. So you're just trapped mm. in your own head. Yeah. Trapped. Blech. Welcome to One Topic, where we stick to one topic. My name is Autumn Fisher. My name is Greg Russ, and this is my week to introduce a topic for discussion on the show. Wonderful. And this will come as a complete surprise to Autumn, because nothing makes for a great podcast than springing an idea on another person and not allowing them to prepare. No, I don't know what we are going to talk about today. So, Greg, please inform me. This week's topic is embarrassment. Ooh. And the reason for this topic, because we give him yeah, what a whoa, Sorry. what a shocked reaction. <laughs> what? I don't know what I've got for this one, Greg, but I'll pull something together. Gosh, I guess I'll, I'll try and come up with something. You're gonna have to take the lead with this one. <laughs> so the reason we settled on this topic, meaning I settled on this topic and just told Autumn about it was because I was talking to Kristen, who manages the Highland Inn in Atlanta, which is where Autumn and I stay when we go to Atlanta. And her son, Johnny, who's 12 years old, I guess has listened to some of the podcast. I know he That's said really it, cool. I know he said at some point, he's like, why does Greg sound so sad? He doesn't seem like a sad person in real life. <laughs> so, oh, huh? no. I was like, it's not. It's not. Nothing is sad here. This is just being presented as is. There shouldn't be sadness attached to it. Well, I mean, we're not talking about your day-to-day we're talking about things and sometimes those things involve us talking about things that might make other people sad in a vacuum sure they could be sad but they incorporate themselves into you know daily life and for the most part things are fine right i'll just uh, i'll sign it to fine but he threw some topics our way and one of those was embarrassment which i thought was a great topic it's a great topic i love it so i said let's do it and here we are doing it getting into embarrassment which is a, uh, I would like to also lump in shame because the mm-hmm. two are close, but they're somewhat different. But just for the sake of this, both are at play. It's being called embarrassment, but can it also be shame? Yeah, I feel like, sh- what is the difference, do you think? Do I think? you want? What was that show we were supposed to do where we look up definitions? <laughs> Did we have a name for it? Uh, I don't. I don't know if we had a specific name for it. It was just a thousand podcasts, micro podcasts, reading Every entry of the dictionary comes out once a week. (laughs) So embarrassment, the definition is a feeling of self-consciousness, shame, it's in there, or awkwardness. And then shame is, as I look this up, a painful feeling of humiliation or distress caused by the consciousness of wrong or foolish behavior. So it's more, it's, yeah, it's a bigger word, right? It's a bigger feeling. It's a deeper feeling. Yeah, I, I mean, the way I've always viewed it, which doesn't mean it's, it's right, but embarrassment is possibly more fleeting. It's mm. happening in the moment. And then if it sticks around for a long time, it's become shame. Right. If it's deeper, if it's, yeah, more of an issue for longer, then I guess it's shame. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, and when it just sticks around forever, years and years later, which is a lot of 
the embarrassment I'll be talking about today is just these moments of intense shame. But I was thinking about embarrassment going into this, and it does seem like our society is uh, quite ready to laugh at the misfortune and embarrassment of others, mm. which I cannot stand. This is but only thing. if the person is not seen as an underdog. Sure, if they're not seen as an underdog. But a big thing, reality TV, for example, and it's done through editing, but they love leaning into embarrassment. These people on the show making them look like the biggest assholes possible and not in a – maybe asshole isn't the right word because that makes you think that someone's out there trying to manipulate and be shitty to other people. I, when I say asshole, I mean foolish. Mm. A lot of the times this does happen. And because of that, you had things before, like America's Funniest Home Videos, where people fall and trip and hit their heads and blood's pouring all over the place <laughs> in the studio. on ah! <laughs> 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 laughing at someone else's misfortune. And, you know, in those moments, yes, goofy things happen all the time. There's been times I've been walking down the sidewalk here in New York, and sometimes the sidewalks are uneven, and sometimes you're not paying attention, and you trip. I've never tripped and fallen. Right. But you'll trip and stumble, and then... Those are moments of embarrassment. Do you know what I do when I when I trip on something and I just keep going? I never look back because I started noticing people who do trip. They always looked behind them like, what was that? And I always trip and I keep going. I never look back because I don't want to be the person like, well, I, don't, I, I'm, I don't even care. For some reason, that's a thing. I would do that too. I'd just yeah. keep going. I already know what it was. I don't need to look back. That's a whole act I think you're putting on for other people. Mm-hmm. Then you get angry the fact that the sidewalk's not even, and then you start cursing the you know Department of Transportation or whoever's in charge of making sure the sidewalks, which I actually think the sidewalks <laughs> are, pro- are private property in front of a building, whoever owns, whatever. Point is, okay. you're looking to place blame. I don't go that far. I don't, I don't go that far. No, there was a person who slipped in the snow once, a lady who I'd say is in her 50s, and I tried to help her up. She fell. She was very angry. Get away. I was like, okay. Because I'm sure at that moment there's embarrassment. Right. She's not feeling so great, and she's like, I got this. I'll get up on my own. Well, it's interesting, her reaction. Get away. Because wouldn't you be like, oh, thanks. Well, it depends if you're feeling embarrassed and you're feeling hurt. I would feel vulnerable, and I would welcome someone being sweet to me during my vulnerability but i guess she has been taught that whenever she's vulnerable she's in danger girl so she's like get away from me well a lot of people can't handle their vulnerability they feel vulnerable and like yes they'll make sure push people away Mm -hmm. because at this moment if you're if you're a jerk you could actually make this worse right which i would hope you should have changed your mind and started laughing at her and kicked her yeah, and then, then dug through her pockets and stolen whatever she had in there. Yeah. Some petty cash and her ID and just ran away with it. It's like, ah, oh, you thought medi- I was going to help you. Her medication. You. you thought I was going to help you. Nope. I took advantage of you. Or I was going to help you. <laughs> yeah, I changed my mind on the fly. Yeah, with your rea- with that kind of reaction, took your money. I'm such a volatile person that <laughs> I was going to help you. Then you yelled at me and I said, all right, you're going to pay for that. Yep. And I just took your purse. <laughs> it was something that actually happened. I saw some uh, video footage of Times Square in the uh, 80s, and there were two guys fighting, arguing with one another. Mm-hmm. Then the other guy punched the one guy. He was knocked out. He fell to the ground. These people came up. You thought those people were going to help the guy. They just dug through his pockets. They rifled oh. through and stole his wallet. Animals. That <laughs> yes. is animal kingdom. Yes, that is. It's exactly what it is. And you know, as much as I don't like being an animal watching that, that was a different Times Square than it is now yeah, yeah. with Elmo holding your kid hostage until you give him a few bucks. Yeah. Gross Elmo. 
That's what those people and do. And minions and stuff. <laughs> the minions are very popular. Ugh, I do not understand. I don't understand the minions. They all have a funny, you know their little language? Yeah, I, I know. I Yes, <laughs> you should voice one of them. So the point with the <laughs> setting this up, uh, embarrassment has become a form of entertainment. Maybe it always has been. Uh, well, look, Fail Army. Do you know that that channel? No. Or that thing on I can, line? I can guess what it is. The Fail yeah. Army. There it is. Yeah, fail. Fail's a big thing. Mm-hmm. Look at you, idiot. You really failed. He tried to do that, you know, skateboard trick. And he failed. I racked his nuts. <laughs> it will shame you into never skateboarding again, which yeah. maybe isn't a bad thing. I think all skateboarders should be cut off by the time they're 25. Hmm. Anyone who's ever 25 in skateboarding. What if they're like pro? If you're a pro, it's different. I was about to say that. Okay. But the people who use it as a mode of transportation too, longboarding down the streets of Manhattan. What is that for? No, it's to show off. Yeah. Is it it's the same thing as like, oh, this snake, my snake around my neck in exactly. public transportation? Exactly. It's not a, a practical name is means. Steve. It's not a practical means of transportation. Do you want to pet him? He won't bite. What parrot? <laughs> oh, yeah. this parrot? This parrot's name is Steve. The one that's dumped he all over bite my... bite you because <laughs> birds will always bite you no matter how long you've known them. <laughs> I, I didn't realize that there was a parrot on my shoulder even though my shoulder is covered in bird poop. Oh, you mean this ferret? And it stinks. <laughs> ferrets are outlawed in New York. Are they? Yeah, you can't have ferrets in New York. I don't know what led to that law, but they're not allowed in the city. But some people buck the law and they take their ferrets out on leashes. Oof. Again, when it, what's the point of that? Yeah. You're just showing off. So maybe some people, you know, if the ferret turned around and bit the person and that's embarrassing for that person, I still would, I'd laugh. I'd laugh. <laughs> yeah. there, was a, there was a guy who had turtles, which are also outlawed in New York, Ooh. on leashes, and he took them to a public fountain and they swam around. Wow. I, I feel like that's a pretty good turtle owner, honestly. <laughs> yeah. He was an older man. I don't know if he was still in the because, business. Because, you know, I always feel bad for animals that live super long lives, but they're in these little tanks. You know, even for fish, I feel bad for them just like living in this small world. I guess I don't know how much they know, but I feel like if you live, I don't know, turtles aren't smart. Are they smart? I don't know the level of the turtle intelligence. I feel like a Galapagos turtle has to be smart. They like, live until like the big 120 years old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. They just exist. I don't know how much they're thinking about their environment. Yeah, as long as I feel like the longer you live, the smarter you must be. As long as there are no predators and you're relatively right. safe and you're fed, maybe yeah. it's not such a bad existence. Yes, being caged up, thinking about it as a person, what an awful yeah. thing. Um, but going back to my original thought, if someone on TV is being embarrassed, even if it's manipulated by reality TV where you know some of the editing went, I changed the channel. I cannot, really? I cannot watch it. Or even those shows that are makeover shows or the home improvement makeover. What was the big one that was move that bus from a long time ago? <laughs> Extreme makeover home edition. Yeah. Sometimes, most of the time, these, these families were grateful. But sometimes you could tell someone wasn't so thrilled. About, I guess that's not a good example because most of the time those people had nothing and they're getting well, something. What you mean is those what, like the couples that would switch houses and they would decorate each other's houses and yeah, then they would spaces. switch back. That was a big yeah. one. Uh, yeah, you can tell. Like, oh. I have to turn it off. I could not watch it at that point. It's like, oh my, they hate it. And sometimes yeah. they express it. And then if they did express it, then I thought how the other person was feeling and I felt for them because maybe they were excited about doing a good job. Does it make you feel uncomfortable to watch it? 
Yeah, I think about the other person and what it feels yeah. like. So if it's the person who's gotten something for free through TV that was supposed to help them, they they probably have conflicted feelings. They don't like it, but they don't want to make the people who gave it to them feel bad. Mm-hmm. But I can understand what they're feeling. And so I don't like watching that. And then in the case where if the person does express it to the other person, like trading spaces, I think of the people who created that room. And they were probably very excited about it. Look what we did. And the other person, no, I and I think about how they feel or if someone's singing the national anthem before a sporting event and it starts to go bad I don't even watch the national anthems now if, if TV's showing it I'll just turn it off because in case it goes bad yeah <laughs> it's just it's very hard for me to take because that's someone's you know dream their moment are, it's being shattered too like they're being yeah. shattered as a human on TV and in front of this stadium I don't want to watch that I don't need to bear witness to such a thing someone's demise in such a manner which is mm. which is why I will just turn it off before just in case I do not even want to run the risk. So those are all real situations, real life things. What about um, in, in, in TV shows or something like the office has a lot of uncomfortable humor. Yeah, that's humor. That's okay. And there is humor in embarrassment and and discomfort, which is why it's played on. Um, But yeah, when it's scripted, I'm able to say, all right, no one's really feeling bad over this. Because Travis has trouble, like what you're saying, with the reality sort of situ- the real situations, but he can't watch the the scripted ones either. He like hides under pillows and stuff. Like he gets really uncomfortable. No, because it's usually there are times with other, I guess, emotions and feelings that are presented in fiction and and film and TV that are uncomfortable to watch mm-hmm. because you're still, even though you know it's it's. Uh, actors there's still it does you know makes you feel mm-hmm. you can you can put yourself in situations like man that's not that can't feel good but for some reason like the office is what i'm thinking of just the oh, way 100%. that just the way that's set up i don't know the whole thing is fun it's just it's yeah. supposed to be fun so yes even if there are moments it's like these characters are probably somewhat deserving of it and putting themselves in that situation see i don't mind watching that stuff at all i have no problem with it except for Something like American Idol when they would show the really bad singers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I thought that was kind of funny, but then it just felt so mean. It is. It is yeah. mean. That's the it's a big thing. It's like it's just mean because out of all those auditions, they always put in some bad ones. I do feel like some are staged. Oh, they are. Yeah. And that's okay if it's staged. But if it's someone who's really coming in and they're bad, maybe they should know that they're bad and they have no shot. But just because they weren't self-aware enough to put themselves in that, to not put themselves in that situation, doesn't mean they should be exploited, and the whole right. country should laugh at them. Right. Yeah, that's a and good. And talked exa- about the next day, and clips played, and yeah, that's yeah. a good example. I can't. Like, there's no way I couldn't yeah. watch it. Can you watch the Scott's Tots episode of The Office? Because that's the hardest one to watch. I don't know if I've ever seen that one. That's I was in- the one where Michael promised a bunch of like kindergartners that he would pay for their colleges once they graduate, if they all graduated high school. (laughs) So then that year finally came and he had to tell them like, he doesn't have that money, (laughs) but they like brought him to the school and we're doing this big performance for him. And they were all thanking him and like, (laughs) it's impossible to, I can't. I'll have to watch that one. I haven't never seen, with the office, I've only watched some here and there. I've never sat down and watched the whole thing, but let's say that's a real situation. The person should have never promised it. (laughs) In the first place. Right, so you're okay. 
I'm okay with it. Okay. Tripping, <laughs> slipping, falling. These are things that happen by accident. Yeah. If, if you put yourself in a situation, then, you know, I could still feel bad for you, I guess. But I don't feel bad for watching the fail army thing. Um, because, and, and the same with America's Funniest Home Videos. I, 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 I'll turn on, I used to turn on America's Funniest video, Home Videos and think this is going to be lame. And I always had the best time watching it. Yeah, I can't deny that I didn't have a fun time watching it too yeah. as a kid. And they're not as bad. It's strange that they tried to bring it back. Did you see it? It's like Bob Saget came back and it's after dark, so it's a little raunchier. I didn't see that. I don't know if it lasted. They may have showed one. So episode. it was with who was Bob Saget, Tom Bergeron, right? With his tiny lapels. He always had the tiny <laughs> lapel jackets. I never understood that. And then who was after that? Who was after him? Was it? Uh, uh, the guy from Home Improvement, the, the like coworker, Al. <laughs> Al, did he yeah. host that? I don't. Know, I, I remember, think I, so. I remember they had America's Funniest People, which was hosted by Dave Couillet. Yes, and and um, beautiful Daisy Fuentes. Oh yeah. Yeah, and remember he had. Oh my God! Remember he he would do the voice of that like reindeer uh rabbit thing. It was the uh jackalope. Or- <laughs> It was so dumb. <laughs> I can't do that voice that we like. <laughs> Even as a kid who should have liked that, I didn't. I didn't like it either. I didn't like, I like that. What is this? <laughs> yeah. It was like, you're insulting me. And somehow you're on TV. <laughs> I can't. What, do you know I'm talking about? That weird nasally <laughs> back of your throat talking. I know what you're. Yes. I can't do it. I can't do anything. <laughs> Else I'd try. But yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Wow. But so, yeah, that's that he should be embarrassed. I hope he's listening to this and realizing how embarrassed he should be. (laughs) I do wonder about these people who host things. Sometimes, look, it's a job and you're trying to make it. It's a competitive field. And even if you have some success, you know, when that's over, you're trying to find more success. Yeah. And you'll take things. And I wonder if people do look back. They have to and cringe. Oh, why did I do that? Yeah. I could never watch an episode if I hosted. Uh, America's Funniest People, as Dave Coulier hosted it. I could never watch it. Looking back. Well, and how, like, uh, uh, family-friendly perfect it had to be. Like, it couldn't, you had, you were supposed to, oh, man, remember in uh, uh, America's Funniest Home Videos, they would um, put the camera on the audience, like, freaking out, (laughs) laughing about these horrible jokes. (laughs) And and a big thing with this was Bob Saget writing those lines that drove the videos he would uh-huh. do the voices for the people in the video. Right. Remember that? <laughs> and and so this new version that was for adults, because uh-huh. how are you going to compete in this world of Internet where these videos exist all over the place? No one cares about you curating them and putting them on TV anymore. But yeah. they, they tried to make it a bit raunchy. So he would still do those same voices. But they it was very bad. But it would get uh, risque at times and, and borderline sexual. And this was what was supposed to set it apart. But that made me feel very awful for Bob Saget too. Yeah, I, 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 he's I, a comedian. He's like he's is he touring stand up? Maybe I think he's been touring, right? He he tours, and that was the big thing yeah. with him. He's a raunchy guy, and uh, it, it stands in contrast to his role on Full House and on America's Funniest A N T M or whatever it's called. Yeah, but this thing wasn't a good vehicle for whatever talents he may have. This new revised version, which I haven't heard anything about since I saw the first episode. I've never heard of it ever, so. It aired after the Bachelor uh, finale. 
Oh, it did. Which was what back in March. So anyway, moving on from all of that, I guess we can talk about moments that actually, okay, you know, of embarrassment and how it applied to our lives because there are surely plenty. And sure. everyone, this is something that everyone has been through. Oh, I just, yeah. I just don't like the way that you feel very alone when you're embarrassed. A lot of people are not helpful. It doesn't seem like, like, okay, we go back to the woman slipping, but okay. I, I guess embarrassment by nature makes you want to hide and not tell other people because you don't want those people to be judging you for it, for the thing that happened. But it would be nice if like this happened, if you could just come out and say this happened and I'm very embarrassed by it. But if I share it with you and you can understand how maybe that would feel, that would go a long way of dispelling the embarrassment and hopefully yeah. so it didn't stick around and become shame got to the point where you think about it when you're showering and I've brought this up before but it is my trick for some reason these moments hit me when I'm showering and it's such intense shame that I just have to turn off the cold water and I scald myself for a second because then it makes you forget but you know if there's that's a- cutting do you know that that's cutting <laughs> you're like basically cutting yourself well what I'm, it's different cutting is so you can feel I'm feeling way no, too no, much cutting is so that you can you're 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 feeling such intensity inside you cut your skin so that you can feel something else. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Then the joke doesn't work when people say I'm cutting so I could feel that's, that's implying the person's emotionally dead and they're cutting. Right. So just feel something. Oh, I don't think that that's why cutters cut themselves. No, what you say makes much more sense. All right. So yeah, it's the same, except it only happens in these rare instances. So I thought you meant when they, when they're not helpful, that, when you are in an embarrassing situation that the person who is sort of with you on that embarrassment, either they're the cause or um, they're just like near you and, you know, like they're, it's happening next to them. They're, that they're not helpful, but you mean in general, when you share it, they're like, what do they, you don't, you, you, you want them to react differently than they do. Yeah. I feel like humanity as a whole, going back to what I originally said, things are Mm -hmm. set up. That, uh, you know, we, we're really looking to laugh at people who are embarrassing situations. And sure, one-on-one, if you present it to someone, hopefully they'll be empathetic right. and uh, sympathetic. But I, I feel like there's not enough trust that you're going to get that. So people just keep this stuff inside. Oh, I like to share it because it, I feel like I'm going to go crazy and it's just going to live in my head. And I'm going to keep being embarrassed over and over and over. You know? Yeah, you have a specific example? Uh, yes, I do. Um, I, <laughs> um, there's a neighbor here, and I didn't really... It was when we had first... Like, early on when we were living here, and so I was still getting to know everybody, and this woman walks her dogs, her two dogs all the time, and there, I saw some other kids walking her dogs before, and we were walking and talking, and I mentioned something about her grandkids... And those are her grandkids. They weren't her grandkids. They were her kids. And she was like, well, I'm not old enough to be a grandmother. Like, oh, I don't know why I thought you were there. For some <laughs> so, yeah, so I was, I was thinking before we, I even said this, I knew it was going to start coming up and I was already like nervous <laughs> to even say it out loud. So in that moment, I'm sure she felt embarrassed that you thought she was so old. I tried to play it cool. I didn't freak out in the moment. It was the reliving of it over and over and over in my head that made it worse. Because in the moment, I had to be cool and like 
brush it off. Did you need to be cool, though? Maybe this is where a lot of this came from. If that moment you just admitted what an idiot you were, instead of trying to play it cool and apologize to the person. Like, there's there's no real good, clean way out of that. You're not getting no. out of it scot-free. But No. But if you addressed it more directly, do you think it would have alleviated some of that? What would I have said? Like, oh, you look too old to be their mom (laughs) fair point i don't know what you would have said so you know what she should have said was she probably is a little bit of an older mom which is fine there is no judgment with that at all i don't what does that matter it doesn't matter if she knows that that is a thing if i were her i'd be like oh i know i'm an older mom blah, blah blah like i get this all the time you know what i mean like i would want to to make the other person like understand that it's not a big deal but instead, she was like, I'm not old enough to be their mom. So I what, mean, I'm not old enough to be their grandma. So how did you play it off? I said, um, oh, I don't know why. I thought those were your grandkids. I don't know. Like, I was making it like, I'm crazy. I don't know. I'm crazy. <laughs> yeah, should have thrown in some line about your eyesight. <laughs> yeah. You know, I actually am legally blind. Yeah, I couldn't tell. Yeah. I just had my yeah. eyes dilated. I went to the eye doctor and said, let me see your pupils. And they're pins. They're normal. Instead. Yeah. Wouldn't then Ellie's worked. with me. You're not blind, Mom. Like, oh, <laughs> Ellie. Oh, yeah. You have your kids. kids. You can't lie because your kids will just call you out. That's not will. true. Mm-hmm. My mom has perfect eyesight. <laughs> <laughs> you talk about it all the time how you don't need glasses. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so, all right. I mean, then you're feeling embarrassment for. So what's the what's driving your embarrassment in that? Because you made her feel bad? Because you got something wrong? Both? Probably both. I mean... Getting something wrong that's innocuous is not a nothing to be embarrassed about. But when it's it's a couple of things, right? It's I'm calling her old. I'm saying that you look older. So which if it is true, it's not like you're doing anything wrong. Making the assumption that those would be her grandkids and an older person wouldn't have just kids. Maybe right. that's something that you could be more aware of. But if a person looks old, they look old. Right. So I, you know that um, there's a line in A Fish Called Wanda where uh, John Cleese is talking about how it's so tough to be British because you're always afraid you're going to say like, how's your wife and kids? And they're going to say, oh, they all died in a plane crash last week, you know, (laughs) and that's what it's like. It's like you can't. That's why people maybe people keep things at very superficial surface level, because if they say anything that's wrong or it's like you're you're. um, there are landmines everywhere of embarrassment that you might step on. I think the best you can do in that situation is just apologize. Yeah. Again, it doesn't alleviate all the feelings that were stirred by bringing yeah. something up. Like, yeah, if a f- person's family's dead and you ask them how they're doing, they're not going to feel good. <laughs> but you can't fix that. Like, oh, I'm sorry. I, right. know, I really didn't know. Or to this woman, oh, I'm sorry. You do look old. But <laughs> I shouldn't have assumed that someone your age wouldn't have kids that age. But maybe she's not that old. Like, I don't know how old she is. Maybe she's, you know, similar to my age. I don't know. But so I have a cousin who had her daughter late because she had some fertility issues and all that stuff. And she is an older mom. And people think that her and her husband are the grandparents sometimes, um, especially when the, it was a bait when uh, she was a baby. So. I thought about her and I wanted to text her and be like, Karen, I said this to my neighbor. What do I do? <laughs> I didn't do it though because then I was I was I was worried that she would be like, "Yeah, that's horrible." <laughs> you know. Like, and then what would you do at that point? Go hunt down the neighbor, knock on the door. Hey, I really yeah. need to tell you that I 
<laughs> just make so, it worse. I don't, know. I don't know. I just, it was one of those things where I would scald myself in the shower. It would just come up like, oh, God. You know, we're in a situation where people are trying to not offend other people, but I think uh, it can go too far and make life. Mm-hmm. Too, these things happen. Again, you can apologize. That's the most you can do. The other person right. can accept your apology and deal with the feelings that you stirred about them looking like an old bag or or they cannot accept your apology. Yeah. But they still have those feelings. And, and that's the end of it. Overthinking it. Like, so when you're overthinking it, was there, you think there was a different way to go about it? I, I, didn't, I didn't really think about anything that would change it. It was more that it happened and I kept replaying it. It was like a a bruise I kept pushing on. Do you feel I couldn't it, stop pushing it. Do you feel like it gets worse as you run through it again? A bit exaggerated? Because your brain, you know, you, you No, what a, it does is it makes me think about any interaction we have after that that she remembers that I said that. Oh, she and will. So now every conversation is tainted with like she's not talking to me or she's not doing this or she's not doing that because of this conversation. Well, when maybe she's not even thinking about it anymore. Well she'll think about it. That exists. That's going to exist. <laughs> but if she's modifying her behavior and treating you differently, yeah, a reasonable person would say, all right, well, that didn't make me feel great, but it was a mistake, and I'm going to let that go. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying it because it is there. Yeah. Maybe she'll, it'll fade over time, but they'll still it be... It has to, right? It has to. I mean, she's yes, not going to forget. She's not going to forget that you... <laughs> but I'm sorry, and you need to find a way to be okay with that also. Well, I pretend like it's fine. I fake it till I may. I mean, every conversation we have, I'm not, I mean, I'm not afraid to talk to her because of that. You know, I don't avoid her, but when we speak or any interaction I have, I'm thinking that she's remembering that and whatever. <laughs> Everything is, is through that uh, view, you know, that looking through a cone of my shame. <laughs> All right. I'm not, I'm not going to make it worse by telling you that she will definitely remember forever. Yeah, you already have. What you else? What else you, you got? Let's move on. Okay. Um, I was in Wisconsin uh, and we were on a boat. We were on the lake and we were all hanging out and there were these Wisconsin girls on the boat with us that I, I didn't know. But, you know, it was me and Travis and these girls and his brother and a lot of people smoke in Wisconsin. And I had a Red Bull that I had put some vodka in <laughs> and I had it on the boat and I set it down um, and we were swimming for a long time and hanging out. And then when I got back in the boat, we were getting ready to go and I saw my Red Bull and I took a big drink out of it and there were cigarette butts like it, it had cigarette people had ashing into it. or <laughs> So I realized immediately what was going on and so i spit it in my hand and threw it off the side of the boat and um uh, not everyone had seen except for these two girls did they point and laugh yes the one was like (gasps) and then the other was like what and then she whispered to her what had happened and they were laughing and i felt so embarrassed and then i was full of rage at those little bitches for like, first of all, I do not care about those girls. Why Why am I so embarrassed in front of them? Who gives a shit about them? I sh- wanted to be able to be way cooler about it. The other w- thing was like, I wanted, first, fuck them for being so bitchy, like shitty girls about it, you know, instead of being like, oh man, that sucks. You know what I mean? Like, just like, we could all laugh about it. like making me feel, why wouldn't they make me feel more comfortable? And maybe it's because they didn't know me and who knows? Maybe 
idiots, but I'm just like so mad at them. I'm sure they told other people. They went to the bar that night and expressed the... I I feel like this is something that's common. People especially go to parties when you were younger. The people are always ashing. If you weren't paying attention, you accidentally took a sip of some cigarette butts. It's not a big deal. It really isn't. It's not. For their reaction pissed me off and then my reaction to it happening pissed me off more, you know, and it made me more embarrassed. Like I wanted to, I wanted it to be like not a big deal, but I felt like it was a really big deal and I was so embarrassed and I hated that I was so embarrassed and then I hated their reaction. Which I think all of this is completely reasonable. Accidentally taking that drink in the first place. It's not a big deal. It's just something that happened. You weren't paying attention. Some people decided to ash in your can. You took the sip. Yeah. The end. You didn't really do anything that warranted a feeling of embarrassment. But the moment those people are pointing at you, or if they're not pointing, but there was whispering and they're laughing because they know what happens. Yeah. The immediate reaction is then to make you feel embarrassed, like you did something wrong, which it didn't. The rage, I think, is completely justified. Yeah. So I hope you weren't feeling bad over that feeling. But then the embarrassment comes in that you felt embarrassed. So then you're embarrassed yeah. that you felt embarrassed and you're embarrassed by your own feelings at yes. that point. I was, I, it kind of turned into like anger. There was were, this really weird swirl of embarrassment and anger. Yeah, you know, because I was embarrassed that it happened and then I was pissed at those girls. And then I was kind of pissed that I wasn't taking it. Like, why didn't I act cooler? First of all, they were much younger than me. And... Why I wanted to be a different person when like the shit hits the fan, you know, like when the rubber meets the road, I wanted to be a different person who reacts differently and is like, plays it cool and not a big deal. But I wasn't. Well, you're in a situation again. What really can you do? You can yell at the girls, make me feel better in the moment. They're not going to think anything differently. They're still going to laugh. at the. No, I should have been like, oh, this never happened to you. You know? Yeah. I was like, yeah, you think this is funny, huh? Or like, or take another sip of it and spit it at them. <laughs> but it's a very helpless feeling. It's like, it was I, helpless, it's yeah. like I didn't do anything. Why am I being laughed at? I didn't really do anything. I drank right. this thing. I wasn't paying attention. So, you know, again, getting angry. I hope that wasn't something. You, Why did I get so angry? And you could have said something, I guess. But whatever you would have said wouldn't have been that clever in the moment. And exactly. <laughs> it's just, That's like, what I mean. I wanted to play it cool. And I feel like I want I want to be the kind of person who could have just like played it cool, and it not not just pretend like play it, but also just actually like have a chill reaction to it. But I didn't, and that pissed me off. That's a big thing. I I you know you're just living your life, and then the next thing you know, you're being laughed at or scolded or something. Mm-hmm. It's, there's like an instance when I was a kid. I was playing outside. I was having a good day. I ran inside to the house. My dad was in the living room with uh, my sister who was a baby at that point and she was asleep in his arms and I was loud when I came in mm. and I woke her up and he yelled at me. He's like, look what you did. And it's a reaction from my dad. And you know, there was, he apologized later, but in that moment I, I, was, I was, I was just living my life. I was just outside. Everything's great. And now why all of a sudden, mm-hmm. and that triggered a feeling of embarrassment. I didn't know what to do. You know, maybe that was immediate shame, but there was something I was like, what? I was questioning my behavior when I shouldn't, I didn't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. Something happened as a result of something I did, but I set out to wake up my sister. I didn't even know she was asleep in the living room. I was just living my life. I ran inside with no intent of bothering anyone. The next thing I knew, 
I'm being scolded, and then I feel like I've ruined the day. Oh, I feel like I've done that to Ellie. But look, I get it. It's, yeah. it's a tough job to parent. And you're doing things and maybe have things in some kind of order finally. And right. Then, and then, then, yeah. And then something happens and it disrupts that order. And you snap. I think, I think that, that what, you are, what you were feeling is like when people um, are blindsided by infidelity, when they talk about being embarrassed, right? Because they're living their lives feeling like everything's fine. And then all of a sudden they they have been fooled that whole time so it was almost like you were living your life thinking that you're just you're not you're not thinking about your existence and then all of a sudden it's shoved in your face yeah and that, you th- that your existence is wrong you think back yeah, your reality it, is wrong yeah. yeah everything that you had experienced this other thing was going on and you were somewhat oblivious to it right it's demeaning it's a very de- and the other person put you in that situation the person you trusted like i trusted you and then you put me in the situation to make me look like a fool yeah. yeah, that's multi-layered. That's all over the place because you, you're doubting yourself. How could I have not known? And you think of all those times you were just acting normally, and yeah. it, it takes away the meaning too yes. from your life leading up. It's like I just was doing. I went to even if it had something to, nothing to do with your partners. I went to see that movie and I really enjoyed it. Oh, while I was seeing that movie, this was happening. <laughs> yes. Yeah, totally. Have you been cheated on? Uh, I think so. Not that I know of for sure, but I'm mm. I'm actually pretty sure. It was just uh, it's like my first girlfriend. She was a year older than me. She went to college, broke up with me, um, was immediately in a relationship with another guy. Oh. So I assume that there was cheating going on at that point. Sure. Um, did you feel like at the time, did you feel like she was cheating or afterwards you felt like she must have been cheating? Afterwards, it's like, oh, well, I, I, maybe at the time I thought about it. I, I don't know. Logically, I think about those things. I'm like, yeah, of course. It's much right. different when you're younger and you're 18 and the person's 19 and you haven't developed. You don't yeah. even know how to transverse a relationship at that point. It's right. like, I have no clue how to do this. But logically, it's like, yeah, the person goes away. They're meeting all these new people. Of course, they're going to meet someone. She did break up with me. Did she break up with me before she had sex with this guy? Probably not. <laughs> right. Uh, and at the time, don't get me wrong, it hurt. Like, it, it hurt. And I was very upset. Um, just about the breakup more so than this idea, but that added to it. Then this idea, mm-hmm. and you start thinking about things. Um, you know, there was another time I was dating that girl who smashed in my back windshield. Right. And I went to her place and her ex's watch was by the bed. <gasps> yeah. Ooh. And supposedly it was just, uh, you know, left there and then she moved it there. And then I gave her some strange ultimatum, like smash it. If, if nothing happened, <laughs> smash the watch. She, re- she refused to smash it, but she smashed my car. It's like you like smash sma- the watch. You like smashing things. You've told me you like smashing. You smashed some other person's car, and you hadn't smashed my car yet. But who knew that was to come? And uh, I was like, yeah, why didn't you smash it? Why didn't you smash it? So that was there. Okay. Um, you know when I cheated, I felt bad. I felt awful because I thought about those things. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I couldn't bring myself to bring to break up with the person. Yeah. Again, or, again, I was young and it's stupid, but in my mind, it was one of these things that, but everything's okay. Like things aren't bad in the relationship. So breaking right. up just because I don't think it's right. Obviously things were bad because I was cheating, but right. I didn't know how to tell someone. It's like, it's just not going to work. I thought there had to be some awful, horrific thing, but I did think about the level of embarrassment 
that I felt embarrassed myself that I was acting like that and doing that. That was a big thing, and uh, it stuck with me for a very long time. And it's interesting, too, because I feel like stuff like that would stop you in your tracks now. Whereas before, I mean, you probably felt all those things, but then went back for more. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't just a sexual, like the cheating wasn't a sexual, It was, there was sex, but it wasn't mm-hmm. uh, just a strictly, strictly sexual arrangement. It's like I really had feelings for the other person. Right. I was like, I love this other person. So I don't know what to do. I'm conflicted, and I just froze. I just didn't do anything. But uh, my girlfriend at the time never found out, mm. which is probably for the best because yeah. didn't, she didn't have to go through all that emotional pain. It was still a really shitty thing it was me to do. Right. And, yeah, I cringe when I think back on it. That's one of those things, actually, I would scald myself in the shower. What like, who, <laughs> why did you do that? Who were you? Yeah, you... Yeah, like I said, I feel like now you you are a little bit different, you know? I think that all those thoughts would stop you, right? Like, you, you wouldn't be able to go there because you wouldn't be able to stop thinking about all those things. No, exactly. I wouldn't be able to. I haven't cheated since. Yeah. Because how awful it made me feel, and this isn't, um, you know, no one should feel bad for me in this situation. Um it was a very selfish thing to do. I was wrapped up in very strong emotions pulling me to this other person. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, I was somewhat young and I didn't understand things. It's not an excuse to be careless with other people's feelings, but it wasn't, it's not fair for anyone involved. It's not fair for the person I'm cheating with. It's not fair for the person I'm cheating on because even if yeah. they don't know, I'm distancing myself from the relationship emotionally. It's not fair to me. I, you know, that's the least of the concerns in the situation. And that's how I would feel now is it's like, there's so many other people. That could be hurt by this. No, yeah. There's no reason to to go there, and it doesn't make anyone feel good. I don't think. So certainly, a lot of. I've never, I've never cheated. No. I don't think you've been in. Have you been in situations? I guess where you could have, and you've you've haven't. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so there's no, uh, there's really nothing to talk about in terms of this topic on that front for you. <laughs> Have you been cheated on? I don't think so. I mean, I was kind of cheating on my last boyfriend emotionally, for sure, with Travis. I was really... He was doing a lot of things, and I I wanted... Yes, I was probably emotionally cheating on my last boyfriend. Because, you know, I would leave to go to work, and... I would leave like in the evening because I worked as that cocktail waitress and I would come home. I would go out after work to the bar and close down the bar and then sometimes even go to someone's apartment after that and like order Chinese food at five in the morning. And then I would come home and he would sometimes still be awake, just like doing whatever he was doing on the computer, like in the same spot I left him. And so that was kind of a bummer and he would never come out, you know? And so I was just doing things, you know what I mean? And I was out and having fun and he would never go. And then, you know, I'm Travis was my teacher. Like he was my teacher for uh, an astronomy lab. And I really, I just liked him. I just liked his personality. And so we started hanging out and he had um, his Nintendo. He had his, he had his like NES at his house and we played punch out. And this is why you're still in the relationship. 
Yes, while I was still, and I would find reasons to go to his Did house. Did your boyfriend he, know where it, you were going? Yeah, I would tell him. All right, so you were straight up. Yeah. He. It sounds like he and, was emotionally closed. I don't know if you're if you're holding you know shame over this, then maybe you let the relationship with him go on a little bit longer than it should have. But outside of that, again, it was like what you were saying, where there wasn't any big thing happening. You know, we weren't not getting along. The the, the relationship was just sort of coasting um and i mean eventually like he wanted me to move but wouldn't get married and blah blah blah. but um yeah i i do feel like i i guess i should have been more self-aware and not and like broken up sooner but all these things were happening i was like trying to buy a house we were going to move into this house together it was well, it just sounds like you're like you're making these big plans, knowing that you probably shouldn't be making these big plans with that person. You were just trying to find a way out, pushing him away. He wasn't available anyway. He wasn't. Yeah, he didn't want to do the things I wanted to do. So you were just, you know, subconsciously probably acting out and then looking for a way out. And you know, if you learn from it, it's okay. That was a fun time, though. I mean, I was. I mean, not not for this person, <laughs> not for my boyfriend. But for me, that was a really fun time. I was getting drunk all the time and I was, you can recover, you know, like no problem. Sleeping until 11 a.m., going out with, you know, being all like falling in love kind of with Travis. It was really fun. So you're not holding any uh, feelings here. Is there any shame involved with this? I guess there should be. But if there's not, it's fine. Don't there's not. Don't introduce it. I don't think I was, I don't think I have any uh, embarrassment about that. Other things I don't have embarrassment about is um, like times when maybe I should is uh, the, that uh, superhero bunny thing that I have that video of where I was at this cheerleading camp and they told us at the end that you're supposed to dress up for our like big performance of cheerleading cheers and stuff. And I, was the kind of kid that like did not pay attention and I only heard dress up. So I wanted to wear my superhero bunny costume. And so I was telling my mom that that's what I was going to wear. And that morning she was putting like a bunny nose on my nose, you know, like drawing a little triangle and putting whiskers on. And she was like, are you sure that this is what they meant? I'm like, yeah. And I get there and everyone's dressed up as like cheerleaders. They're like in sporty clothes or in like an actual cheerleading outfit. And I'm this superhero bunny. And I walked in, I was like, I remember this feeling of like, oh, <laughs> like the ch- that makes sense. But then I just moved on and I wasn't embarrassed. And we did our little like cheers. And I did not I did not care. I probably should have been embarrassed. But I'm, glad, I'm glad you weren't embarrassed. By should, I guess the natural reaction would have been because you misinterpreted what this was supposed to be. Right. And I'm the only one looking crazy. Yeah. You could play that off. It's like, I still did it the way I wanted to do it. Um, I was just unaware. Sure. And if you're unaware, <laughs> that's the greatest way to uh, escape embarrassment. Yeah. If you're just oblivious yeah. to what's going on. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I'm glad that you still were able to enjoy it. And I'm st- mm-hmm. and people at this point probably think of the girl dressed in the, the bunny costume. Maybe they do. <laughs> I never thought about that. And that was cool. Remember when that girl went that cheerleading camp dressed up as a... Why did she do that? And that was That was great. There's video of this, right? Mm-hmm. It's on YouTube. I'll put it on our YouTube page. Yeah, now we've got something on the YouTube page. One topic. Check it out. Two videos <laughs> will be up there. Autumn drum, or did you put three? You put the one where we I didn't up. put the drumming one. I put yours up. 
the one where we were supposed to record. I love that video. And you were here in New York. We were supposed to record, but I couldn't get your microphone to work because it yeah. needs a lot of power. I've read about this microphone that you have now. This is just boring for other people, but okay. that's why we couldn't get it to work. And then uh, my apartment was a mess, and you were doing that video, and then I brought out the window. The, I, the keyboard that I sprayed and wiped down with the Windex still doesn't work. I broke the keyboard in that process on that video. If anyone cares, sorry. go check out our YouTube page. Yeah, we're doing it. We're just Subscribe. Like, we're just like we need every, AdSense revenue. Everyone else. I won't put stuff up there because that's a vulnerable position. It's like, look, mm. I'm trying to do this thing. Come look. And then people, YouTube, it's right there. The number of views, two. Right. And both of them are me. <laughs> That's and that's the real source of potential yeah. embarrassment too, which is maybe why any anything vulnerable, obviously, you know, you see, you put yourself out there, you're vulnerable, and if it goes wrong, that's, yeah. that's instant. I think that I think you just jump to instant shame at that point. It's just and that there's the yeah, few things. Years. There's the few things with me. The thing I've talked about before is when I took the improv classes, which doing that in the first place, I I hate going on stage. I'm sick for days before I have to do something on stage. I know it's strange to people. You're in radio. You go sit in a room alone. You're alone, yeah. Or or you're with other people you know. And yes, this is, you know, doing live radio. You know it's going out, but you're not seeing the audience's reaction. You don't know how big the audience is. It could be an audience of three people at that point, which on stage would shut me down. It's like, why am I even going to do this? Though if you're a professional or you want to treat it professionally, you'll still do the show for the three people. But, you know, that can really, radio is much different. But this this graduation show for these improv classes that I did, which I still think I could have been good at. I just I was overthinking everything and I was yeah. so self-aware and um, I wasn't able to just let go. So we get to this show, which usually people don't come out to these. This is the one time you don't want an audience. <laughs> people don't come out to these graduation shows. Well, friends and family, right? Some. But this was like, this turned out to be, the theater wasn't huge, but it held like the, the full improv theater. When the was big, it dads? No, this was here in New York. It was oh, I'm sorry. Upright Citizens Brigade. What? Um, UCB? Yeah. Just the classes. So the theater wasn't that big. I want to say it only held like 75 people for the big shows. But it was, it was like three-fourths full. I don't know. There was some other show happening just after ours, and people came in. and Right. Everyone, each of us had to do two things on stage, two scenes. And the first scene went well, like I was able to relax and let go. And I got laughs and like they ended the scene on one of my lines because it was wow. got a big laugh. And then so it was directing, like called the scene. I was like, wow. And then, so I go out a little bit cocky at the second scene. I'm like, hmm, yeah. And I've brought it up. The scene was set up at a Renaissance fair. I forget exactly what was supposed to be happening, but the scene partner said, good thing I wore my bird suit today. I was like, didn't wear mine. And I just killed the scene. <laughs> killed it let her down you know didn't play off of her oh. right and then there was no saving it at that point because so what i kept... happened right after you said that do you remember after i said that or did it... you just fall into like a hole <laughs> i fell into a hole it, it mentally I'm like oh shit and then i don't know what i said some kind of autopilot took over while i'm you know shaming myself berating yes. myself i don't yeah. know what i said after that and then for oh. days, days after, and that's still one of the things that hits me in the shower to this day. Yeah. <laughs> It'll just pop in there. I'm like, and another thing was uh, in sixth grade, I liked this girl, but I didn't want to let her know that I liked her. I created this whole convoluted scheme. I don't even know if I can explain it to you and that it'll make sense. So I found out where her locker was 
and I wrote her a note as this other guy who expressed that he liked her. A real guy. Like, I just picked okay. someone from one of my classes. I just, who gives a shit about him? He's going to be the guy that I'm writing as with these notes. Um, and so I write these notes for like a week or two weeks, and she starts putting the notes back, but I have to have her put them into my locker because okay. I can't get into right. his locker. Right. And she could easily find out it's my locker. So I set it up somehow that I'm just acting as a messenger for this other guy. Give him to Greg and he'll give him to me. Yeah, I'm the in-between. I'm the, the messenger, the delivery service. Okay. And that continues. <laughs> it goes on for so long, probably a month, a month and a half. She gets a boyfriend in sixth grade. I know I've been going out and just means you see each other at school. Right. So she Hold gets hands a, on different things. Yes, yeah. so she gets a boyfriend. I transition these notes from, oh, well, I'm interested in someone else now, but maybe you'd be interested in Greg. <laughs> <laughs> and so these notes are still being delivered, but now it's like now I've shifted the focus to me and like starting to admit that maybe I like her, but I know she has this boyfriend. So I write this note as her boyfriend with my left hand. <gasps> Left hand, because I'm right-handed, and the left yeah. hand won't be able to match the handwriting. This is the uh -huh. brilliant reasoning. Uh -huh. And I put that note in her locker. The note just breaks up with her, thinking <laughs> thinking that she's not going to ask her boyfriend. Yeah, like, well, what is this? She would just read the notes, like, oh, that was nice, but I guess it's over. And so then, at some point, not that it's that hard, people know it was me, like, the whole time, and this boyfriend confronts me. And he's like, is it worth me kicking your ass over for you to keep sending these notes? Wait, how did they know it was you? I, I mean, I guess because at some point I transitioned to, oh, but, you know, maybe you, you like Greg. And Greg, I think, likes you. Oh, <laughs> this, no. This is all just to avoid rejection. Just right. all this whole scheme. Just to, to be like, oh, I guess we should go out because so-and-so introduced us. And, and the rejection could still exist, but it wouldn't have been public. If the rejection right. happened, it would have been done through a note and it would have, nobody would have known that she was rejecting, she was, would have been rejecting me, but she would have been rejecting me as the guy who helped this other guy. Who, <laughs> and that's really all it was. I was like, yes, there's still a sense, a, a, a chance at rejection here, but it would be less hurtful if not the whole school knew that I asked her out and she just said no. Yeah. And that's <laughs> still to this day. Like, what? <laughs> What the hell were you thinking? I love that plan. That plan is like a, like, if you were a weird, like, weird, weird kid. That is weird, but I know what you're That is weird, but if you were, like, on the outside looking weird, that would have been more creepy. Certainly. It's still pretty creepy, I it's think. It's a pretty creepy thing. I did this again in a different way when I was much older that I oh, should. Tell me everything. Uh, this one, I was 29 and oh, I had access, oh, no. I was working at the radio station here in New York and I had access to Matt Pinfield's Facebook page uh -huh. and someone that I found attractive on Facebook, you know, was following the page and then I was mod, so it was a fan page and I was a All moderator, right. but I had that fake Facebook profiles, Jake Mesmer. Mm -hmm. So you know, one, you know, approaching people on Facebook. That's not that's not a dating site. It's out of the rules. You shouldn't be doing that. Um, 
So I was like, I can't write this person anyway, even if it were my real profile. But because it's Jake Mesmeyer, I can't the, trying to even write someone and explaining that that's going to crash and burn. So I wrote these messages as Matt because I had access to Matt Pinfields. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it, it turned out like she would design book covers, and so I I said something as Matt. Oh yeah, we got one of your books or a book that you designed the cover on because radio stations get promotional right. items. And so we got one of these. What a great cover. And then somehow, I don't remember how, but I transitioned it over to me. So then I started writing her. And I got past that initial hurdle. Yeah. And then we talked. And then we went on a date. And then we dated for four months. <laughs> wow. So that was still a strange thing to do. I was like, Did you ever tell her? I mean, there would be times like, oh, yeah. I, I can't remember how I transitioned it. It wasn't that weird. Like somehow I found a pretty smooth way to get it over yeah. to me. I, I wish I could remember exactly what that was. Because um, you were writing as Matt. At first, just for like a first right. couple messages. Because as a random dude with a fake Facebook profile, there's right. no way I could have just written someone. Did you turn it into like, hey, I'm the admin for this page and I'm responding to something because Matt's not responding? It, it was probably something like that. Man. I, it, it was, yeah. Something exactly like that. And then there's, you know, a few times it would come up. I was like, yeah, I don't know. Matt was just right. And he, he just sees things and says random things. It's like he just saw your book and you know, move on past it right, as yeah, fast yeah. as you can because you're feeling embarrassed that you lied and don't want to be found out. That one doesn't hold as much. Like it's still now, yeah. now we talk about it. I'm like, oh, well, what, is, <laughs> what was that move? It wasn't as bad as the sixth grade move, but it was surely the sixth grade move set the foundation for that move. Yeah. And it's yeah. all just because it's a vulnerable position and I didn't want to be rejected and I didn't want to feel bad and yeah. embarrassed. Embarrassment. Yeah, that would be embarrassing. But it's it's the the frequency of rejection that helps you not be embarrassed, right? Yeah, if you put yourself out there and you get enough rejection, I think you can learn to better cope with that. Right. It's like exposure therapy. I think that's why you're supposed to ask so many people out as a kid so, you know, when you're younger so that when you're older, it's not a big deal. Yeah. No, we still have roundabout plans. Mm -hmm. I think that's why, you know, online dating. You can get rejected on that, but I don't it just doesn't hurt as much. You're like, ask yeah. someone out, like, nah, or they just don't write you back. Ghosted. Yeah. Which is much easier than in person. Hey, you want to go? No. <laughs> <laughs> No. Fine. Okay. I mean, on the same token, I think another, I, I always think of this one time I went on a date and the end of the first date and like, it's awkward. It's like, eh, there's going to be a kiss. I don't know if anyone's going to kiss or not. So yeah. then like, I'm thinking, all right, maybe I should just do it. It went well. And I moved in like where well, there was a hug coming. I was like, oh, maybe I'll just try to do it here. But then like, the hug went too far and I hesitated too much and I just like ended up kissing her temple or some weird thing. <gasps> no. Oh, did you like turn your head? Like, well, yeah. it was, and then for days after that too, <laughs> stupid <laughs> son of a bitch, you piece of shit. That's a real hard moment. When we went out again, then we like, that was fine. But, uh, but just that, like this thing where we haven't worked it out beforehand, maybe it's going to happen. Maybe it's not. How do you read it? Like, and then you're no longer, you're like too too mired in like what's going to happen am i reading it right am i reading it wrong that's a that's a tough one exactly and if the person i assume and you know it falls under the guy still all right i'll kind of make the move 
mm-hmm. and reading that because the last thing I want to do is make a move and put someone in an uncomfortable position where maybe right. they go along but she, with it. But I mean, typically, like if it were me, I'd want the person to do it. So what would unless, I? I guess unless I didn't like them, and then I wouldn't. But I would be. I think I'd make that clear. Be like, okay, bye. You know, I'm like, see ya. Yeah, I, was I don't ask, know if I would hug. Are there any situations that you've been in where a guy made the move? You didn't want it to happen at all. Or you told. I mean, like you just said, you probably would make it pretty clear. So maybe yeah. you didn't get yourself in that situation. Yeah, I would. Yeah, uh, if I really liked you. I would say, like, are we going to kiss at the end of this date? You know, like, I would talk about it. You know, just bring it up and throw it out there. Yeah. What is that? Have you ever done that? And the other person gives you I some- did it to Travis. I was like, so is this a date? Because <laughs> it was right after our bre- my breakup with the other boyfriend. It was like a month later, maybe less, probably less, which is hard. I know. I'm that jerk. So and I don't just to address that quickly. I don't think if you're in a relationship while you're still in the relationship and it officially ended a um, month even a week before. Yeah. But you're really out of that relationship for a while mentally. But it hurts the other person. I, I, I understand that it hurts the other person. That is real because it yeah. really, it really just kind of does set up. It's like, Oh wow. You were probably not in this relationship <laughs> leading up to the breakup. Yeah. The fact that you're already jumping to someone else. Like you would probably process quite a bit already and prepared yourself. It doesn't say it makes it easier when you finally do break up, but you know, maybe you'd prepared yourself. A and bit. I am quick to deal with things like that. Because I go through the emotion, like I don't, I don't push anything away. I like sit with those emotions and cry like crazy and like talk about it with everyone that wants to listen, you know? So I do process things probably a little quickly too. So in this um, situation though with Travis. Yeah. So we, we planned to go see <laughs> a movie and um, we were meeting up at just like a s- stupid not like a restaurant. It wasn't like a sit. I mean, we sat down, but it was one of those things like where you have a thing and you go up and you get something and you go pay, you pay for it at the end and then you go sit down. So we were, we had, we had our little trays and we were at the end and he wasn't coming to pay for mine. So I was like, okay, I'll pay for mine. No big deal. But then I wasn't sure. Like, wait, was this, are we still just friends or cause he didn't pay for my dinner. <laughs> cause I thought he would let me know by paying for my dinner. So then when we sat down, I was like, so is this a date? He's like, if you want it to be, I said, yeah, I do. He's like, okay, good. <laughs> then we sat down on the, then we watched a movie. We watched these movies. Oh my God. We saw up, which was the worst thing to see on a first date because it's so sad in the beginning. The beginning and so, yeah, yeah we're crying. <laughs> That's nice. It's a nice bonding point. Yeah. But were there situations where you, you put someone on the spot I'm like, are we going to kiss at the end of this? Or this is a date. And they give you the, no, fine. I don't think so, or I don't it's know. It's more been the other way around, where, like, I was out on a date, date, and I did not want to keep going on this date. <laughs> and so we got back to the house, and he like came in, and I didn't really know what to do, and I was like, "All right, well, thanks." <laughs> you know? I was like, "Bye." I just gave him a quick hug. You know, I didn't linger. I feel like there's ways to tell. Like girls will tell you, but they're like cats. Yeah, I feel like there's been a few times, though, when I thought for sure. It's like, yes, this has gone well, and this is yeah. going to be what this person wants. And then, no. No. Oh, there was one date. Can you say, like, can I kiss you, or is that tough to say? You're not supposed to do that. Like, you're hugging, you're like, can I kiss you goodnight? No, you're not supposed <laughs> to ask. That's not, that's against the rules. What do you mean? Women, women don't like it. They don't, they want a man to take control. As much oh. as things are becoming, 
you know, more equal these days. Apparently that rule still persists. I've heard that quite often from women. Like, Don't ask. It's like, okay. Don't ever ask. Yeah. So no, there's no asking. There was one time I went on a date, just one date. It went just well. Her, especially if she says no at first, just keep going. <laughs> just to see. They want, they like that. Yeah. And the problem is you're in, you've got some guy in your apartment and if he buys into that, you're in a bad fucking spot. Yeah. Why'd you invite him in? I mean, right? it's not surely not your fault. And you also sound like he just kind of followed you in. I would never go into a woman's space without it very, very clearly. You. He didn't follow me. It was more like I didn't know. I was young. I didn't know how to like end the date. You know, I was like, do you want to come in? Oh, so you asked. I probably did. But I wasn't ever I wasn't giving him any other signals. Like, yeah, it doesn't matter. Like, even if you did, let's say this got to a point where something happened and you didn't want it to happen. And you said, no, yeah. stop. It doesn't matter if you said. You want to come in? That's that would be a bullshit uh, defense to stand on. I <laughs> she, agree. She asked if I, I wanted to come in. Right. It um, should always stop whenever, but also, you know. But so this date, she was like body language. I'm trying to read that. She's turned towards me. And there's like subtle touching the arm or something. Then I, then I walked her home and then I kissed her. And I was like, that's that's okay. What kind of kiss? It was, I don't know, quick. Not quick. Yeah. But then it was but clear that she didn't want that. Oh. But she still went along with it. There was no, like, pushing away. But, I mean, it was just this one thing. And then I was walking back up the street and thinking. I was like, I don't think that that's something she wanted. And now I feel like a real idiot. Well, did you know? Did you ask her later or anything? Uh, no, I think I just avoided it. I don't think I ever spoke because to her Because maybe she was just nervous. Maybe. I think she had also just gotten out of a relationship and maybe oh. got back together with the guy and... Maybe she was interested in me, but didn't want it to go there that quickly. Yeah. I don't know. But mm. that was another point. No, I'm real out there with it. Like, I broke up with my first boyfriend who I was with for like five years. And then I was out at a promotions thing with this guy who I kind of thought was cute. And I was telling him about it. How I had broken up and like, I want to have sex or something. And like, we just, I we, we planned a hookup. I was like, yeah, we should be like, you know, fuck buddies. <laughs> <laughs> and I was his like we would hang out and have sex and that's it and look if that's the arrangement I could never do that I can't oh, just was... I can't detach myself enough from it but I, I know people can there's yeah. no judgment being passed on it it just always he was the one with the lid yeah very <laughs> Autumn's making a, a very small gesture with her thumb and index finger yeah yeah well that's Mic- fine micro Micro Mike. Um, the fact that he's capable of just entering that kind of arrangement, because if I were in that yeah. situation, I would just, that would be, no, someone asked me that, hey, you just want to have sex, like, casually for, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, why did you ask me that? Why did you make, uh, now you're just reminding me? <laughs> reminding me of this thing? Oh, God. So that's nice. That's good. I'm glad that he was in a position where he's okay with that. Yeah. That's a crappy thing. It's out of your control. And, you know, but, Judgment is being passed on it. Oh, sure. It's not fair, but it is. It's happening. And you he, know that. Know he, he would know that. I don't that. know how. He must have, like, some kind of personality that makes him, like, well, I'll just make the best of it because he, he made the best of it. I mean, you have to do that. Else you do live some kind of lonely, yeah, removed life. Yeah. So good. I'm glad. But, yeah, so I guess I avoid, avoid embarrassment sometimes in those situations because I'll just, like, say, what's going on? Well, I, I think of living your life to avoid embarrassment, we can wrap it up with this. Um, it's pretty stupid because there was 
one other point in my life that still hits me. Mm. And it's not so much. So when I first moved to New York, I applied for this job at Sirius. And then Maxim, remember the, when Maxim was huge, the magazine? They yeah. had a radio station. It was a talk format. And they had a producer opening, so I applied for this producer. But I also sent my air check uh, from 99X and other radio stuff that I had done. And the program director wrote me and said, you shouldn't be a producer. You should be on the air. And so I went in. I did a two-hour talk shift, which I'd never done before in my life. I planned out things to talk about. I went through those things in the first hour. <laughs> then I had an hour to fill, and the board operator refused to come on the air with me to just <sighs> you know shoot the shit. Because right. I needed to fill this time. I don't. Again, this is one of those moments where I'm panicking. I do not really remember what I did on the air for the second hour. And wow. I went home, and it was another one of those lying in bed, nude in New York. It's like you fucking failure. You you blew that. You next day there's an email from the program director. I didn't open it. This is February 20, 2008. I didn't open it until May. I opened the email wow. that he sent me in May. And it was positive. It was, it was, that was pretty good. You've never done that before. And there's certainly things to work on, but I think that was, and then I wrote some bullshit response. I don't know how I missed this email. How earth, never heard back from him. No. <laughs> and so the embarrassment from that isn't, it's no longer what I did on the air. It's right. the avoidance. Like I was now embarrassed that I was trying to avoid feeling worse yeah. than I already was. And that's ridiculous. Like, so there are certainly, opportunities that you can miss out on in life if you're just living and trying to avoid the negative feelings that come along with embarrassment and shame and um that's my message of this whole show don't avoid it try not to avoid avoid it it. i understand why people want to but don't because who knows and if someone if you if if someone if you are part of the embarrassing situation and the other person is in the situation of them being embarrassed you should help them and make them not feel as embarrassed. Like point it out. You know what I mean? Let's let's talk about it so that you know that I know that you're feeling embarrassed, but you don't need to be. Yeah, that goes a long way. Yeah. Maybe at the moment you start talking to someone about it, it brings it stirs the feeling because they don't want to talk about it and we've been trained to just push that down and hide. Right. But I think ultimately someone else talking to you about it openly and not coming after you for it. Right. Would be very helpful. Be empathetic to their embarrassment and how it must feel and what you can do to help them not feel so embarrassed. And that's the message of a lot of our shows. Just don't be a jerk. Don't be a jerk. Don't be a jerk. Be empathetic. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's my turn to take us out, huh? Because it's my show. Sure. Thanks to, oh, thanks to, thanks for listening to this episode of One Topic. I am Greg Russ. That is Autumn Fisher. Autumn will tell you where you can find us. I know there's a YouTube page. She set up some other things. Yeah, I set up a Twitter page that has no tweets on it because I really want, Greg, I want you to set, say our first, put out our first tweet. That's a lot of pressure. I feel like it will be interesting and funny and. All right. I'll take a look. I'll think. Okay. Um, yeah. So we're on Twitter. We're on YouTube. I don't know really what those mean yet, but like them, subscribe, you know, follow all those things. And um, we are on anywhere that you can listen to podcasts. Uh, you can find us at uh, One Topic on Podbean. Um, you can also use our code one topic fifteen for fifteen percent off of hot sauce from uh, Hoff H O F F and Pepper dot com. Um, that's one topic fifteen. Is there anything else? No. Other like, th- like and subscribe. Rate us on iTunes. Yeah, that's the one everyone focuses on is the iTunes. Even though people use many other platforms to get the show. 
you go to iTunes and you see there's only been 88 re- ratings. Why aren't there more? Five star. If it's not giving us a five star, don't do it. Yeah. Greg checks. Sometimes. Greg checks the number. I try not to. Ob- there's still only 88. I try not to obsess, but sometimes it becomes, you know, something that takes over my brain. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for listening. Make your horn noise. No, the bow, 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 bow. Bow, 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 bow. I made the office horn.